It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Pablo Torres, David Dennis Jr., Tim Kalashoff, Bill Plash. Hello, Tony. The latest on Kevin Durant. There's concern now. It's a grade two sprain. Could miss the remainder of the regular season, potentially the start of the playoffs. Season of loneliness for Durant. Let's go. You'll be fine. Don't let Kalashoff tell you anything different. Fine. I want to ask you about the ankle twisted warm-ups because some are calling it a fluky slip. Is it that or is it something else? Is there just a weakness in the ankle there? The, the still image is gnarly. Oof. Kevin Durant missed his son's home debut. Concerned now that he can miss weeks. Arizona Republic is reporting there's fear he may be out the rest of the regular season. Could be a grade two. Could be out for the start of the playoffs. Tim Kalashaw around the horn to you. How bad is this now? This is a disaster for the Phoenix Suns, Tony. They went all in, a team that has never won an NBA title, to try to make a run this year. Traded Bridges, traded Johnson. Uh, Chris Paul is at the very, very end of his time there, and they need Kevin Durant scoring those 25, 30 points a night, as he did very quickly uh, with the team as soon as he was able to play. But if if you're... Losing him now, if you're probably not going to be able to secure a top four spot in the West, and maybe he's an unknown at the very beginning uh, of the postseason, the Suns, for me, go from the one team I would favor at full strength to beat Denver in the West to a team that will lose in the first round and be eliminated. Okay, so you think disaster, even though they're closer to two than five right now. You think disaster. Those teams jump around all over the place, and they, they can have a little losing stretch now. Very quickly being down on the bottom. Bill Plaschke, Mr. Optimism, I turn to you. You're way ahead of yourself, Tim. They're not going to need a top-four seed to do well in the playoffs. Out of you. Actually, the next next three weeks are probably irrelevant for them because they're probably in the the playoffs anyway. If they get Durant back for the playoffs, they'll still be the team to beat, in my mind, in the West. Durant's the biggest, the greatest chameleon in all of basketball. He fits in well. He, He showed up after missing 20 games. And showed up out of nowhere, and they went 3-0 and with him. Yeah. Plus 31 with him and Brooker on the court together. They, he, he fits that offense. He, he's, a, he's accommodating. He's enabling. He'll work if he's healthy. And he's got enough time to be healthy. They're going to be fine. Pablo Torre. But let's talk about that whole missing 20 games clause that Bill snuck into his analysis there. Because the thing about KD <laughs> is that when he is there, no one looks better coming off of a leg injury. The bad news is that he keeps on getting these leg injuries, these lower body things. He has not played more than 55 games in three seasons. This is now the fourth season where it looks like that'll be the case. And so, Tony, I have full confidence in Kevin Durant being the best player on a court in the playoffs when he gets there. The question is, is he going to get hurt again once he gets there? I have no confidence that he's going to stay on the court at this point, even if I believe that he is as good a scorer as there's ever been. And David Dennis Jr., 
I mean, first of all, as bad as I feel for Kevin Durant, I feel terrible for Chris Paul, whose career is sort of defined by these, you know, happenstance injuries right at playoff time or gearing up for playoff time. But I disagree with Tim in terms of the Suns seeding. I think they can stay in that top four spot. Uh, you know, they're three and a half games up of fifth of fifth place. They're 23 and 12 when Dever, Devin Booker plays. And, the, you know, he's been looks like himself. The question is, when will Kevin Durant come back? They cannot afford to lose him at any point in that playoffs in that first round. If they're going to play the Clippers or the Warriors, who I think will be a little bit better come that first Tim, round. Tim, you right? also said before we sat down, the just combination of lower leg injuries adding up for Durant. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, I mean, when you're 35 years old, and, and Pablo said it, he hadn't played 55 games in a long time. Brooklyn just saw four years of him not always being available, and it always seems to be, if it's not serious like an Achilles, it's a calf, it's an ankle. Uh, just, you know, the man's seven feet tall, and he's getting on in years. Unfortunately, one of the greatest players ever, but I don't trust that he's going to be available all the time. Flashkey. This looked like a fluke injury to me. I know you all are saying... It looks gruesome and everything, but it looked to me like he slipped. A freak injury. He'll he'll recover from this. This is not a long-term thing with him. So you I saw fluke. I didn't see fine. fluke. I've seen, you know, every NBA player has sprained their ankles a dozen times in their I career. It, uh, once you do floor. it once, you do it more, and you do it more. You're trying to get somebody fired here on the floor, Bill Plaskett. I would appreciate that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's just the way it plays Look out for him. Every part of his lower leg now is Home constantly opener. strained. Mm-hmm. But the question is, if they move down, who's moving up and who is whole as a team right now? Everybody loves where the Nuggets are. They're going to be the one seed, but they got run by the Bulls last night. Western Conference chaos when it comes to the Grizzlies. They're a complete unknown. Warriors can't buy a win right now. Mavericks can't buy a win right now. Pelicans beating Dallas last night. And Luka limped off in this one. Latest on him is set to have an MRI on his thigh. And the latest, latest on Zion Williamson, Pelicans think he'll miss at least two more weeks, but the team says they're definitely optimistic he'll be back by April 9th, the regular season finale. David, definitely optimistic? Uh, definitely pessimistic. This is the same Pelicans team that said that he would definitely start at opening night last season, and he didn't see him again until opening night this season. So I don't have any faith that he'll be ready by the by the end of this uh, regular season. And even if he is ready by the end of this regular season, I don't think it'll matter. They're right on the precipice of missing that play-in, and they've been 9-20 and 20 without Zion. They cannot survive this season without him there. They're eighth in offense with him. They're a disaster without him. They're not going to be anything by the time he gets back, if he's back by the end of this Pablo season. Pablo Torre? Zion Williamson, Tony, is officially just a theory. He is somebody who averages just under 26 <laughs> points a game in his career. He is somebody who plays just under 29 games a season for his career. This is somebody that we just haven't seen enough of, and I don't believe that we will. And yes, this is a lot of second verse, same as the first when it comes to KD and Zion, two of the great stars in this league. But Zion Williamson, man... I, you're the Pelicans. You're supposed to be a contender. This was supposed to be the year, and it's the exact same year you've had because Zion's not been there for as long as I can remember. Oplaski. There are 27 games under 500 since Zion's career started with, with him, the Pelicans. As one of two panelists on this show who has seen the Pelicans live, they, without Zion, <laughs> this thing, without Zion they're not going anywhere. And guess you can probably guess, probably can't guess which panelist has also seen the Pelicans, but I'm not the only one.
All right, you're not getting points for having covered a Lakers-Pelicans or a Clippers-Pelicans game. Thank you very much, though. Tim Callishaw, I, I get it. They're a different team without him. I want to talk about just even just the, just the mental strain that this team must be under, not knowing, and, and of course on him too. I mean, the reports are that he has been near despondent during this recovery. You know, it's a shame because this is a team we could love. The way they played Phoenix in the first round last year, back when we still thought Phoenix was a giant killer and number one seed, they went to six games, got in, their, got in Chris Paul's face, and you think that team is going to add Zion. And for a little while they did, and they were in the top three in the West. And, and top two for a while. But without him, as, as David said, they've fallen apart. They didn't even look good last night while beating the mighty Mavericks, who are now three and six with Luka and Kyrie, if you're counting. So yeah, the West is a mess, but I have a lot less faith in Zion coming back and doing anything than I do in Kevin It Hart. is a mess, and it is wide open. Do we like that? I mean, I think not having a team who's whole right now, Pablo, you called Zion the theory, which is a pretty... Great nickname. The hypothesis that is the West, West yes. right now. Wide open, Plashke. You ask which team is whole. Well, one team is definitely whole if they all decide they want to play, and that's the Clippers. Don't sleep on the Clippers. I think they finally decide they want to actually play in games. The load management's off. They're playing <laughs> well, great. Denver is Don't whole right now, too. David Dennis, Jr. Uh, I'm going, pardon me while I take a nap on the Clippers for the rest of the regular season. This team has barely won any games since the All-Star break. No. They need to get it You together. should be talking be up the Sacramento bit. Kings right now, national panel. And you should be talking up the Denver Nuggets. Because those are the two teams. Kings surging to the two seed. Not one word from Bill Plaschke. I saw them play. Not one word from Tim Callishaw, the mighty, mighty <laughs> I Maverick. I did play. I did see the Kings Yes, you play. did. You should be talking about them more. Let's move football now. One more story here. The latest on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Reportedly allegedly the Jets have optimism about landing Rodgers. Pablo, how much optimism should this very optimistic franchise have and how good would the Jets be with a Rodgers team? I know all of the reasons why I should not say what I'm about to say right now, but the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, they look like a top five team in the AFC to me. The AFC is the harder to, the harder conference. You can identify immediately who is still better than them, but this is a team with a top five defense by DVOA last year. They had a 26th ranked offense in terms of efficiency last year. Aaron Rodgers is a spin of the roulette wheel this late in his career. That is true. But the Jets, more than any other team, are incentivized to spin it. They're a quarterback away, as obviously as any team in the NFL. David Dennis Jr., is you as high on the Jets as Pablo is? I, I agree. I think if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, it's Chiefs, Bills, uh, you know, Jets, and Bengals. I think they're, they're right they're there. They're right we there have with the Bengals? Presence. They're right there with... With I think the, so. I think so. We have a precedent in the league where you have a bunch of great players on rookie contracts and you bring in a, a veteran quarterback and they get you over that hill. We saw that with Denver and Aaron Rodgers is better than Peyton Manning was when they won the Super Bowl. They, he had a bad season last year, but he's just a couple seasons removed for MVP. Somebody like Aaron Rodgers can get you three or four games or win a game in the playoff. This puts you right where you need to be. Did Kalashaw, are you as high as Pablo and David are on a Rodgers Jets team? Not as I'm not top three or four wherever David had them. They're a playoff contender. This is a team that had the 32nd. Uh, they had the worst passer rating last year. Mm. They were 29th in points. Just give Garrett Wilson a little chance along with that defense, and, and I think you've got a 9 or 10 win team. No Plasky. This is Tom Brady going to the Bucks, Tony. Both teams Ooh, won seven games. Wow. When he went to the Bucks, 
They'd won seven games. They had a great defense. They had good young offensive players. The Jets are this. This is this will work. I can't wait for this. The first day they've had no Pro Bowl quarterbacks in 58 years. No concerns about now that now they'll have. Is that one. true? They had no All Pro quarterback. No, no All Pro. No All Pro quarterback. And no, the personality meshing with New York. Does anybody have concern there, Pablo? You are the face of yeah. that very, very hard New York. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go again. It's the New York Steve media Kirby coming at Georgia. Uh, look at the, the New York media gets so much street cred. It's Pablo bit. and it's Isola. Oh you guys oh, run nice. work over that every day. So Frank Isola is a teddy bear. I give you a lot of credit about? for the nickname, the theory, the axiom, the um, assumption, hypothesis. the hypothesis. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, kiddos? I'm Clinton Yates of Around the Horn. Whenever I go to cover games or attend events in Los Angeles, I'm always keeping my eye out for the best-dressed person in the room. I saw Diego Luna at the Andor Red Carpet launch event, Star Wars, folks, and he looked head of state fresh. Now you can also be that person, too, whether you're sitting courtside, attending a fancy dinner, or going to a wedding. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks for way, way less. They start at just $4.99. With Indochino, you can design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, etc. A tailored fit from home. Set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code HORN to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code HORN. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. This whole week, it's been Raptors versus refs. Refs versus Raptors, Scotty Barnes and referee Scott Foster, Monday night, and then last night, Fred Van Vliet and official Ben Taylor. Here's the tee, and here's Van Vliet after the game. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on most nights, you know, a couple of the, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just <laughs> the game up. You know, and it's, it's, it's been like that a couple couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough, obviously. Bill, buy or sell. Nice sweater. I'm buying the sweater. I'm also buying the fact that he's had eight technical fouls this year. Three of them have come from Ben Taylor. Four have come when Taylor's on the floor. Mm. There's something there, and I have no problem with him calling him out on that. Wow. It, it, it's something that's weird there. No problem with that. Tim Kalashaw. Now I gotta sell this. The next time Ben Taylor's in Toronto, the crowd and Drake will all be all over him. Uh, and mainly, there's just nothing for a player to win. Calling out a ref by name 
you're, you're not going to win that fight in the long run. You're not going to suddenly get a got bunch of good calls from him. So I, I think it's it's the wrong Dennis move. Dennis Jr. Actually, going to side with Bill here and and um, Fred Fan Bleep over there with what with his comments. I think that <laughs> you know there's something weird about these tackle fouls, and not only are they are they you know during, when Ben is is you know officiating these games, they're also kind of weird. Some someone is clapping. They don't seem deserved. There is some there. The league should look into exactly what's going on between these two. Another great nickname on this show. Go ahead, Pablo Torre. Just an incredible upset that Scott Foster is the other ref in the story and is totally skating as the unquestioned guy. (laughs) But Ben Taylor, okay? Ben Taylor versus Fred Van Vliet. This is Fred Van Vliet going Fred Valjean. This is his inspector Javert hunting him four texts in six games. Oh, the flash key so statistic good. earlier. What? Les Miserables. Just a little bit Miserables is what he was in that press. I like David. Uh, I, I'll give you points. I mean, it's just a little bit. It's out of my reach. It doesn't. Nobody. Your love of Les Miserables has never been questioned, and I appreciate that you like that. That you have that side of you. We'll move on. Buy or sell, too. Jim Beheim's place in college basketball history. But first, how he said goodbye. Did you guys see this yesterday? This was just amazing. I think you missed it. <clears throat> I gave my retirement speech on the court last Saturday, and I gave it in the press conference afterwards. You're going to retire? This is up to the university. You, you want to come back? I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, okay, but, so what are you saying? You're not saying you're retiring, I think but you're I not saying. I just said it. I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jim Byheim is how the New York Post gave it up. Tim, what do you buy? What do you sell about Byheim's farewell there and his legacy? You know, I'm just selling all of that. It's, it's kind of sad. Jim Beheim was the master of the house for over 40 years. And, and uh, okay. I, think I get that. You know, yeah. you know, you go back to when the Big East was really the Big East and Bill Raftery was going crazy about Sherman Douglas. The kiss and all that, all those players he had there. Now he's going out. He's almost groveling to stay for another year. Yeah, I mean, it is in character quite a, quite a bit, but David Dennis wow. Jr.? I don't want to say for the record, I have no clue what any reference that's been made in the yeah, last Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've I'm never seen Les Miz either, but I have no idea that I'm not artsy enough. But Beheim, the one of the, I'm selling this. The sad thing that I can, that you could say is I announced my retirement a few days ago and nobody seemed to care. This is just a terrible way for this thing to go out. It seems like there, they could have been an amicable way with the ceremony and all this. And Beheim seems to be the one that's holding out. And now we have awkward press conferences instead. Yes, it is always one day more with Jim Beheim, a man who picks his retirement date like he picks his nose, which is to say, repeatedly, poorly, and very publicly. He's a legend, but come on! This is a thing. He said he's going to retire in 2018, back in 2015, Tony. We're just doing it again, and it's a little gross. Flashkey. For the record, I'm getting every one of these Les Mis uh, references. Everyone. <laughs> I'm the culture one of this group. I think we know. It's okay, Jim, thank once you. Once again, we hear, we hear from Jim Complainheim, mm-hmm. and it's it's a bad look the way he, he ended. But Jim Complainheim, <laughs> do, I get nothing, do I get nothing for that? All right, well, a point for nickname. your troubles on his legacy, Bill Plasky. He had, he had 23 first-round draft picks. That's amazing in Syracuse. Think yeah. about all the young men he developed. 30, 20, uh, 20 win seasons. Just amazing what he did in Syracuse. Fire mm-hmm. cell three. I've been waiting all show for this story. Talks of legalized gambling on WWE scripted matches. Won't say any more, David. Does that sound on the up and up? 
I'm sorry, did you you said you said scripted. Uh we're journalists here. Allegedly scripted. It's real to me, damn it. I don't care about Lay Miz. I care about the Miz. And I am all for this. If I can put the let me do it right now, please. You think they can pull this off and be on the up and up? Pablo, how about you? Tony, I am somebody who wants people to gamble on this show. I don't think I can afford to be the guy drawing a line in front of the WWE and saying, no, we can't cross it. So yes, everything within reasonable limits should be available for adults to consensually gamble on, in my opinion. No Plashki. This is like betting on how Les Mis ends. No, it's a terrible decision. Don't, what kind of, Colorado already said, I'm not gonna do it. This will never happen, this will never happen. And Tip Kalashaw. You know, you used to have to go to a sports book in Vegas. Now, if you live in about half the states in the country, you can place in-game bets on your phone on any sporting yeah, event. Yeah. And if that's not enough for you, if you got to go bet on whether the fabulous Kangaroos are going to beat Bruno Sammartino and Bobo Brazil, those guys right. may I have mean, retired. You can, you can actually uh, update you know, your that's your You can get into, <laughs> that's, that's uh, you know. That's terrible, Tim. <laughs> Daniel Bryan yesterday, family go home. Go home to my family. How great was that? That was a great moment. Ah, Flash One day more. Start of the show. Uh-huh. Okay, but it doesn't really matter. We're just going. Flashkey and David did a shooter showdown next. I don't, I don't know the way he's loving the show. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. World Baseball Classic starting with a bang. Otani shutting down China. Also had two hits, two RBI. Japan winning at home in front of a raucous crowd. Australia shocking Korea. One of the biggest upsets in the tournament history. The Netherlands are now 2-0. Italy putting Cuba on the brink of elimination. Paisan, Matt Harvey getting a start today for them. Bill, what's the takeaway? How about the Netherlands? Pitching coach Burp Lalevin. Bench coach Andrew Jones, Xander Bogarts, Jurickson Profar, and Kenley Jansen as a closer. I love this team. Yep, David Dennis. Let's talk about Shohei Otani because this is what this is about. Shohei Otani and high stakes baseball. Four innings pitch, no runs, one hit, two RBI. Don't we want to see this in Major League Baseball? Get the man to a contender. Japan versus Korea is coming up. That's the big matchup. I would like to see him also pitch and bat versus them. We'll split the point and we'll move on. We're off tomorrow. We're off till Monday. Sunday is Selection Sunday. So, 
Your job right now is to tell us who the number one seeds will be. Go ahead, David Dennis. Alabama, Houston, Purdue, and Bills, UCLA Bruins who've won 10 in a row. I think that um, is, is rounding us out on the men's side. Women's side, South Carolina, Iowa, Indiana, Virginia Tech, those are the one seeds on the women's side. UCLA top overall seed with Houston, with Kansas, with Purdue. In the women's side, South Carolina, Virginia Tech, Indiana, and uh, Iowa. <laughs> Very dramatic. Very dramatic pause. Iowa. There. Bill Plasky won wire to wire today. Thank you. I'm, I was. I attended a very emotional retirement ceremony. Pal Gasol's number 16 was retired from the Lakers this week. Not because he was the greatest Laker, not because he was the most accomplished Laker, because he was the best teammate. He was there for Kobe Bryant. He was Kobe Bryant's. He saved Kobe Bryant's career. He saved the franchise. Pal Gasol, great teammate. He earned the retirement jersey. Kudos to you. Mm. We'll be doing our bracket tournament challenge. Check us out on ESPN.com. 96 and a half hour break. See you Monday.